I V M. A niche thing explores subcultures around us that make for great interests and hobbies. These range from topics like affordable art to exploring the world of coffee, hi-fi, sneakers, watches, vintage fashion, where the list goes on and on. It's a podcast with something for everyone. So let the conversation begin. What's happening, bro? What is going on? Good to see you. It's good to hear me actually. <laughs> It's good to hear you and uh, you're a, you're a super early morning person, right? I try to be have my days, you know. I'm I'm currently in a period of very very hectic travel of my life. So I'm the kind of early morning right now which is by force. But given the time and space, I like to be up early, like real early. Yeah, like some of those freakish times for me that I've been up early and shown up at Soho at eight. You've always kind of been there, finishing my workout. Yeah, yeah. Eight would be a late morning. I'd ordinarily be out of Soho by like seven seven fifteen, finished with, and I'm finishing my bulk, like the bulk of my day's formalities at that hour. And when that happens, dude, the day is like freedom. Cool, because your voice is a little precarious right yeah. now. Um, we'll get into it. So before we get into the Jordan story, tell me about yourself in Main Street and how that journey has been. Yeah, you know my story and like the Jordan story is very very different. As in, my story doesn't have a lot of shoes. Growing up, I was just I know it's a good story. <laughs> Let's just put that out. I know it's I know it's a good story. I know it sells. I think it's a big part of what. helps the macro of what we're building in mainstream today um i grew up very obsessed with what i now recognize as impact and i'm still trying to articulate it better every day as to what kind of impact that i really enjoy because i'm striving to find an alignment of my of my like natural instinctive like joy and my daily actions so you know i have that conflict very regularly this is what i'm doing really going to get me closer to what gives me joy in life but now i recognize that you know at least growing up my first maybe even like what i looked at was um a more socially acceptable form of impact was business today i see it as oh maybe yeah, like i want like a maybe i want like a post malone impact you know maybe i don't know i'm trying to understand myself better but i grew up with a very heavy like business enamel it started with steve jobs of course i think i was like 10 years old i asked my dad for an ipod and um, he was like you know who made the ipod and i was like no you know i'm 10 i don't know who made the ipod <laughs> and he was like there's this dude named Steve Jobs who um he started this he started Apple and then he got fired from Apple and he started Pixar and now he's back here and he's doing I and he just made the iPod you know with Apple he's back at Apple and in my head I was like Jesus you know it's probably one of like 10 two out of 10 companies that I would have heard of as a kid it's Pixar and Apple I was like this guy is responsible for both like wow like you can really do that much and uh ever since I as far back as i can remember i've only thought in this like almost like a business model template in my head you know it would be like if i saw someone skateboard I'd be like damn i'd love to skateboard but there's no skateboard schools here oh maybe i could you know at my next vacation buy a skateboard find an instructor convince him to come to india start a skateboard school build a skateboard empire etc etc it was just this template that i built in my head that was gap is opportunity i think i was 11 years old when i had this idea of this skateboard empire i also now realize i had adhd as a loo So growing up as obsessed as I was I found it so hard to focus on one thing and it's a lot less bad right now I've learned to work through it but I was so harsh on myself for so many years because I couldn't like do anything and I built like this I built several layers of fear and anxiety upon my thought process 
just having no faith in myself of achieving anything. So you know what I managed to really get through with Main Street was always was always like cutting corners. Or at least that's how I felt. I never really believed in myself, and I'm that's where I'm at right now. That's who I am right now. It doesn't look like that at all, though. Yeah, well, you know, I um, my skill set is like I think my skill set lies in like branding. I know how to tell a story, but I'm also not afraid to be like vulnerable. Yeah, it's like that sort of situation. Uh, Main Street is how many years old now? Five. Five years old. Who would have thought, right? Yeah. Because when I started, I was 18, and and that that makes me sad, you know. It's like I didn't want to ask you your age because you said you got an iPod when you were 10. I didn't that get the iPod. It made me think that I got an iPod when I was 22. So, <laughs> well, you're spot on with the math. <laughs> Before we get, yeah, just tell us about Main Street in like two lines. We saw that there was no sneaker culture in India, so we built Main Street. And the last event you did, how many sneakers did you guys have on display? About 3,000. That was nuts. That, that was, was sneaker wall. yeah, India's largest sneaker wall. Impact, right? That's what excites yeah. me. It's like there's 100 sneaker events happening right now. Nobody will compare. Nobody will compare what we did to anyone else. Despite maybe us not having the highest footfall, us doing one, everybody's doing like multiple. And, and that was also a choice. You know, we've been offered so many since. We'll give you venue here, we'll give you this, we'll give you that. We'll come to the city, come to that city. It's just no. So we're going to make this something to wait for every year. Yeah, that was a very cool event. Uh, what got you into sneakers? Was it a particular pair that got you in? Yeah, man. I um, So I was on Snapchat and I saw a Snapchat story of a friend of mine's shoe. Like he was sitting cross-legged. You know, he had one leg over the other and he had put a photo of his shoe and I was like, wow, what are these shoes? And he was like, oh man, they're NMDs. And he was studying in London and he was trying to be cool. He was like, oh, you know, everybody here wears Yeezys, so I got these. Which I know now is bullshit, right? But I was like, damn, how much are they for? And he was like, 100 pounds. And I was like, well, can you get me a pair? So I go to my dad and I'm like, can I have a pair of shoes, please? I need a pair of shoes. It's been so long. He's like, how much are they? I was like, 10 grand. He's like, no, that's too much. I said, okay, eight grand. He said, okay, we'll do eight. So I got eight grand from my dad and I put two grand myself. Uh, dad doesn't know about this, but uh, yeah. And I got these shoes and it was, this was September, 2016. 31st December, 2016, this dude came back to India with my shoes. I put them on. I was like, wow, like, I feel like a God. I was like, I'm going to teach this country about fashion. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I went out then for New Year's Eve with some friends and I just felt so good about myself. And 2017, I spent learning about sneaker culture. So every time I was at a party and I bumped into this guy, this other friend of mine, we talked shoes. I learned more and more about them. And I think May 2017, I went up to one of these friends and I was like, yo, I think we should start a sneaker store. Let's buy, you know, from these brands. Let's curate a good collection and let's educate because there's such a big gap, right? It felt like I was going down this rabbit hole of sneakers. And when I looked up, I was like, wow, there's none of it here. And that seemed like an excellent opportunity. So I dived straight in, you know, I was trying to build two other businesses at the time. I was like, of course I can build another one. I, you know, I, I am God, I can do anything. And I spent 2017 learning about shoes and curating this business model. Soon we realized that you needed money to buy the shoes and we didn't have any money. So we were like, okay, what can we do? Okay, we'll start a YouTube channel. And, uh, and then we built like strategy to start this YouTube channel. I was still running a vlog at the time, my daily vlog, and I would... Talk about, oh, I'm building this, trying to build this business. And then some people would ask me, like one guy would ask me, like, I didn't want to look like a reseller. So there's one dude I used to sell to and I would make good money on that. And by December 2017, we, December 4th, 2017, we launched Main Street TV as a YouTube channel. We didn't have money to do anything else. A couple months in, a dude DM'd us on Instagram, near me, saying, um, hey, I'm starting a tattoo parlor. Do you want to sell your shoes here? And I was like, you know, sell what? 
I was quite an opportunist, you know, because ADHD, <laughs> I had no focus. So I went down to look at the space and I was like, damn, this is cool. I said, like, look, we don't have any money though. How about we tell our audience, 400 subscribers at the time. <laughs> I said, how about we tell our audience to send us their shoes to sell? We'll sell them, keep a commission and give you a commission of our commission. And we'll promote your tattoo parlor. So cool. So we take the ground floor. This dude takes the loft. And we have India's first sneaker resale store in 2018. Where was this? Koringa Park, Pune. I was born and brought up in Pune. So I'm free of cost. <laughs> Convinced him to do the capital expense for the interiors. It was whack. But again, didn't know how to run that. Um, didn't know how. Basic idea. I should have just opened the store every day, focused on getting more supply and selling. Didn't know any of that. Six months in, shut that down, moved to Bombay. Thinking I have to learn, I have to learn, I have to learn. Spend the next year and a half running a little media company in Bombay trying to pay rent. Because I left Pune, like, say I come from decent privilege. You know, parents were buying me 10,000 rupees shoes. They gave me everything I needed. It was, it was great. And like, more than the money, it's just emotional privilege, right? I grew up very comfortable childhood, unconditional love. And, you know, I recognize how valuable all of those things are. And to top all of that, so much support. So I left Pune with a very firm goal of not taking any money from home. Not to be like, fuck you or anything, but like, I'll never ever struggle if I don't like choose. So I spent the next about 18 months super broke. Like literally like there were times I couldn't take an Uber, like very privileged problems. But like, you know, there was times I've, I've gone to dinner with like a girl and looked at the menu and been like, shit. And like, oh my God, I hope th- I ordered only one dish for myself. And then I was like, I hope this girl splits the bill because I can't even offer because I don't add like 2200 rupees in my bank account. And Luckily, the girl covered the bill that night. It was good. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I did that struggle time and I did this. Any any opportunity I had to have a cup of coffee with anybody, I would jump. And I think uh, that's where the ADHD helped. You know, I was always looking around. Uh, and I got into the craziest rooms, you know. I met the most wonderful people and I learned so much. And by end of 2019, so mid-2018, I moved in. By end of 2019, I... I uh, had my two partners from Main Street Exit. I shut down everything else I was building. And I was learning to focus and, you know, work through my issues. And as we started stabilizing things and we were prepping for the launch of our Bombay store, which again, you know, we just put everything into. I sucked it up. I borrowed some money from my dad for the deposit. And then the day of the launch, which was supposed to be my 21st birthday, was uh, the first day of the national lockdown. (laughs) So then the Bombay store was indefinitely pushed and it's just been an interesting time. The same store, right? That's in Bombay. And yeah. uh, how, old is, how old is the Delhi store? Delhi store is just a year old. It's a very good months. store. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was a dream, man. All right. Getting into Jordans. I was expecting you to say Jordans were my first pair of sneakers. Which <laughs> clearly did not happen. NMDs. NMDs, yeah. Um, let, let's talk about the Jordan phenomena because I think yeah. for me and I think it'll be interesting to see your viewers someone who sells sneakers as well. Uh, the number of Jordans I've seen, or I've seen regular people recognize that as a sneaker. I was at a wedding day before and uh, the bride and groom both were in Jordans. Oh, guys. And where, how 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 have we come to this point of this phenomena in yeah. India that? Yeah, you know, actually, I gave a TED talk on this. And um, and I have, a, I have an interesting perspective. And I think it's fairly unique the way I look at it. The way I see it, is the stars really aligned for this to happen? It was a bunch of things put together, ranging from so F- Phil Knight. I'm sure you've read Shoe Dog, right? Phil Knight, the dude who started Nike, is a very, uh, very heart, very heartfelt man, full of emotion and love and and sentiment. 
and you know there's they were real lucky that that Nike was building as a brand selling emotion and the way i see it is jordan signing with nike was just luck it was his mother telling him it was a decision it was adidas management changing so you know because adidas manager was changing it was having a bad time didn't end up closing that because adidas was popping at the time right so we're really lucky that michael jordan being the independent brand that he is met nike being the independent brand that it is i feel like if jordan signed with reebok who he was very compelled to or adidas or converse that again he wanted to we wouldn't have had any of i wouldn't have had my career where it is today right because jordan was that eclectic of a brand it was like let's say if shahrukh khan met a nike right we'd see something different if amitabh bachchan met like there are certain brands that just are so powerful in themselves and if they really meet another it uh, was kanye and this guy kanye don't need <laughs> kanye would have been fired uh but yeah because kanye did that with nike and adidas and i don't think michael jordan would have Uh, that's why I think Kanye has that vision, right? So anyway, so Jordan meeting Nike, and Jordan also not Jordan not caring about the shoes as much. Jordan was gonna so obsessed with playing, and Nike was so obsessed about the story. And they looked at Jordan and said, "This story is so incredible. We got to give this its own thing." And then Nike, obviously not being able to estimate demand, led to the demand supply disparity. Right, the first four years they were. hoping for 3 million dollars of sales in the first year was 126 mil so the supply could not have been accounted for these you know especially in the 80s this sort of supply chain is a time consuming yeah. process but i'm assuming at some point that they were like yo this demand supply is a good situation <laughs> you know and then that just they saw that that demand supply was so much of like intangible brand value growth that led to volumes of sales in other categories for them that it was like oh, we got to keep doing this and um, they have been like you know facilitating like government support like drug trade <laughs> you know nike supports resale and uh, that's just been happening for the last like four decades and you know that's given so many people careers have you ever played basketball in jordans once yeah the horrible shoes yeah the 80s technology the lifestyle shoes they're not basketball shoes anymore how are they playing basketball in those it always was in the 80s mind. it was the 80s the tech was only as good You know, Jordans are great to lift in. They're flat. Yeah. But they don't know anybody in the eighties and nineties. Don't be so judgy. Are we gonna talk about gym shoes? Gym shoes. Oh yeah, I've seen. You're them. wearing your Yeezys, man. Did you hit the gym and then this one? I think for context, Anish had a very angry rant about people who work out in Yeezys. It's like let them be, man. <laughs> Which I see a lot at the Soho gym. To be very. Specific. I mean, to be fair, you work out at the Soho as gym. What do you expect? Yeah, but it's 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 too funny. Uh, I either see off-white Jordans or I'll see Yeezys. <laughs> When it comes to purchasing Jordans, right? Mm. Uh, again, there's no question what it's done, right, for the sneaker industry or just people getting into it. Again, for me, Jordan was the first pair that ever got me into it. I think in India, there's also this whole subculture of NBA and basketball that I've not seen that prevalent in Bombay. But for example, I was in Ambala for a few years, and that was an NBA fanatic. Uh, yeah, audience. Uh, I think there are communities within communities everywhere. It's just very, um, it's concentrated and fragmented at the same time. So there are strong concentrations because of how deep this sort of culture runs. In every community, there is a sub community that's deeply fanatic about it. But then those sub communities are very fragmented around the country. Yeah. So when people would ask us, you know, our biggest markets, I'd say, you know, I I don't look at it as Bombay, Delhi, Bangalore. It's so fragmented. Like there's some super customers in every like you know locale. 
and uh, you know that's our market uh break down the jordan 1 silhouettes for me and why does mids get so much uh, hate jordan 1s lows highs mids so jordan 1 highs with the original right so i was like oh that's co- super cool jordan lows were different shoes it looks different right it's completely a different cut that high missing makes us a completely different sneaker simply because on human beings a high top sneaker makes you look shorter so it really alters your physical perception and a low top makes you look taller and that's just so they looked at a different shoe so there's no disparity there wearing lows it's cool mids is a very it's it's a joke with like snob culture and it plays very naturally into this like surface level industry of things where it's like because it looks like a high but it isn't it was a very natural and easy joke to make that oh yaar you know not getting the good one yeah it's like it, getting it an like android that. phone that looks like an iphone it's like wearing you know things like that um and it was just an easy joke to make that caught on you know but people don't actually have that prejudice when you see your sales uh mids are some of our best selling oh, sneakers yeah? because we're still selling to our a couple things right a supply is stronger with mids cuz it's easy access b the price point makes it easy access to a nascent uh, a nascent stage audience right for them it's like oh i can get a shoe that looks like cuz they don't think so much look the 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 end consumer doesn't give a flying fuck okay the fact of life especially in industry like everybody's like oh shit kani adidas done what's going to happen with this nothing nothing the day, virgil die was like, nothing end consumer doesn't even know who virgil or kani are you know so for them it's like oh i heard sneakers are cool i saw ranbir kapoor wearing these these look like that how much are they and they don't know fragment jordan one royal to jordan one some blue jordan made they like oh ranbir is wearing these i wear these now my friends will see me wearing these and i will look like that and at the end of the day everybody lives in their own head they don't really know how other people look at them they hope for other people look at them the way they are looking at themselves which is absolutely bullshit but yeah. It's fine, you know. Whatever makes you happy. I think the end goal is be happy. You don't have to be objectively right. It's perfectly okay to be wrong as long as you're happy. And um, you know that allows us to sell more mids, <laughs> and we make more money on mids. And you know, I've actually played with the market price of mids early on, and and made some mids cool. <laughs> like which ones? Smoke gray mids when they came out. Market price is like twelve grand. I was like, damn, these look cool. I was like, we can sell them for twenty <laughs> five. and the kids who were selling them to us for 12 started selling them to us for 18 <laughs> and i was like great you know everybody made money here yeah. uh, end consumers are happy they felt better about themselves sellers were happy we were happy it was all good i like playing with markets like that it's it's fun you know which which ones would be on your list to again for someone who's new into sneakers if mm-hmm. you were to pick up a pair of jordan ones what would be your like stuff you can get easily yeah. stuff that you'll only get on resale like give me a range yeah so i'd say you know um so people just getting into it a you're recognize it it's expensive right so you're not going to get into not going to buy 10 so whatever you buy you're going to wear a lot so i'd say push the boundary of your budget a bit to getting something that's cool you know like acceptably cool things that are cool are agnostic of their price they are worn by people who can afford anything in the sense that people will choose is not because it's the only thing they can afford but people who can't afford anything will still choose this and that becomes like socially cool okay oh my god it sounds so shallow right now but uh, it's a fact of how these things work so i would recommend you know going with the jordan one high you can wear it every day it's always going to be cool and you can start with i think the 1820 range for 
whatever those i think the taxis no taxis are a little higher now taxis around high now, yeah. the bleach coral highs sea foam that range was 18 to 35 may you get a jordan one high that you can just wear every day and if you want to wear sneakers you wear those and when people see those on you again and again just it's like good you know i see it around me or maybe that's just how i look at it but it's also the way i've seen the data play out so you know i've got a little bit of validation for my theories from our data from other reseller data like it's and this is i would always recommend that from a satisfaction standpoint from a getting hooked standpoint increases customer lifetime value cuz i know for a fact that that shoe will elevate their status objectively in society and they will always want more it's a slippery slope so yeah i would always recommend <laughs> it's a win win situation you know the last cool one that i got was the patent breads oh that was a cool shoe those were nice yeah and those the, are still still popping oh yeah uh, what price did we sell now started at the early 20s went up to 40 Oh, nice. Standard, standard movement. I wore it the moment I got them. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You got a uh, super kicks uh, raffle. I had to write a poem to get it. Beautiful. But see, the beauty of this space is that, right? You, um, you can still sell them for more than you bought them. I, I want to talk about that later because uh, you, you've been, uh, you come from the same school of thought that that I do. That pre-loved is perfectly fine, and uh, I'll touch upon that a little later. Yeah. Uh, So you're suggesting something from the 18 to uh, 18 to 35,000 rupee range, you know. Until then, I'd say even avoid. Wear basic shoes. Wear Vans. Vans again, right? That's a pair of shoes that, regardless of affordability, there will be people who wear it. Converse. Yeah. Where I think understanding, see, because these things are so much about identity, right? Understanding how other people look at them is important because you're trying to part. You're trying to partake in community thought. So being on the Sorry, being being on the same page as a community is important. I think that's what my real skill set is. You know, that's how we've managed to build the sort of brand value that we have is in understanding that. So it's something that I I'm very happy to always share. Would the low be your first Air Jordan, or should be someone's Air Jordan? Because I think a lot of people that, especially, um, like let's say my sister for example, I know she might pick up a low instead of a high. See, it's. From a recommendation standpoint, right? This is if you're trying to convince someone to get into it, if they buy low, chances are they won't get into it. So I wouldn't recommend it. If it's for like a kid who's already obsessed, you know, he's your child. Like, okay, this is the only one you can get now. Like, okay, work your way up. That's kind of cool. So if that's all you can afford. You can't beat eight nine grand. I would still recommend buying a low for retail, flipping it for a profit, buying something else, <laughs> flipping it for profit, and getting to a high, because you know that's what you really want. I'm all about trying to stay honest with yourself, you know. It's like, so like don't be telling yourself that makes you happy. It doesn't. I'm giving advice to flipping people, uh, to flipping <laughs> shoes to people. Hundred percent, you know, whatever gets me supply. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me some of the most expensive Jordans you've sold. Dior's, Louis Vuitton's. Yeah. Louis Vuitton Air Forces, Jordan, Dior's. I think twelve, thirteen lakhs, things like that. Twelve, thirteen lakhs. Yeah. Damn son. It's a good life. <laughs> yeah. How much did you buy them for? Uh, I think those ones we sold for twelve, we bought at ten. Okay, twenty percent. Yeah, margin. We'll take a short little break and come back to this conversation with Vedant about sneaker culture and Air Jordan ones. You guys also do a lot of sneaker closet tours, right? Yeah, half the business is our media now. That's that's all of what it started with. Now it's half, and it's important to us. What are the people with cool collections here? I mean, define cool collection. I was just gonna say, but I also how do I define cool col- collection? Collection that 
you said, okay, you know what? This person's put thought. It's not just buying. Okay, so this is the other thing with sneaker culture, right? It's not just about buying shoes because you can buy shoes. Uh, why did you get a particular pair? Again, come back to the pre-loved thing. Maybe you have some pre-loved shoes in your collection. That's perfectly fine. So I think for me, defining cool is someone who's put a little more thought than just saying, I need to build a collection. Let me pick up 20 pairs in a year and just keep building. I mean, even if you did buy 20 pairs in a year, was, uh, what pairs you got, why you got, I think the yeah. why defines cool, yeah. right? Because you could also have everything and still, it could still be a cool collection if if you don't have that narrative. Like in the biggest closet tour on our channel is Hashwardhan Kapoor. It's got north of a million views, which is big for us, right? We're a small channel. But Harsh's collection, like I've seen over like four years, every shoe that he's gone hunting for and how much he's hunted and what price he's paid and how he's negotiated and what trades he's done and sacrifices. It's, it's I don't know how he does it. Ridiculous hustle. And sometimes I'm just like, you have the money. Like, why would you trade this much mental peace or whatever, you know? Is, is so that, I would still say it's a cool collection. Is that part of the joy and the fun? For some people, the way I look at it, my mental peace is important. I have none for a reason. I don't want any tension in life. I like I like the I like the way I you know don't have to worry about these things. But that's what makes us a cool collection. Even though man has everything under the sun. And there are some smaller collections, but some like very well curated. Some eh, it's, I think they're all cool. Like we have some customers who are extremely private. Like they won't do a closet tour. We've been after them for a while. Please, just please. People who buy every shoe that comes out. Same, you know, they talk about shoes all day, every day. Deeply passionate, incredible people. Some of our closest friends. And we're like, please. This is nah. And we're like, okay. Surprisingly, some of these are from Delhi. You know, you'd expect Delhi people. Too to be, yeah, to be showing off. Uh, what a Delhi cliche. It's a, it's, but you'd be surprised, you know, Delhi. And I have an interesting, I have an interesting theory built out on this. That again, I've validated a bit since we launched the Delhi store. Is that sneakers bring you status, right? And globally, people spend money to acquire status very often. Most things in life. Like you don't really need, like it's rarely function and form. Most things are, most margin is made in brand and most purchases are made from brand decisions, right? Like you'll wear Ray-Ban glasses for that Ray-Ban logo. You could get the same chashma, same quality for your buying status. And um, in Bombay, it's very easy to be wearing chappal and going to Soho House and bumping into this Bollywood actor, this one or this director and then becoming friends with them. And so in Bombay, and that's just Bombay. You know, everybody's coming here to make it, have that enamor, everyone knows what's up. So Bombay is very easy to acquire status for cheap. In a city like Delhi, where front-end influence is low, you know, digital distribution is low. Media distribution has always been low. You know, now, in fact, digital distribution is probably more than it was. Cost of acquisition of status is much higher. So people with same, you know, same volume of wealth in life will, will be habitually built to spend more of it to acquire status in a city like Delhi. And I've seen this, which is, I don't know whether to say it's shallow or what, but it's just how it works. Unfortunately, I've also seen people there who wouldn't want to, but they're like, oh, I just have to. Like, it's just the, the way to be, which is fair. Right? At the end of the day, we're a social being. You have to protect your standing in society for like, you know, you need a friend circle. You want all of that. Sometimes you do things you don't like. It's okay. But yeah, that's Delhi. I actually think Delhi has, uh, Delhi has a cooler 
art culture sub i think delhi has better subcultures than bombay agreed uh, agreed agreed of course better spaces uh, in fact that whole dhanbils compound right that's such a such a hipster place yeah it's dope you guys are next to jaywalking couple of other stores there good coffee shops it's 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 a fun space yeah there's so much popping up now there's another yeah. like vintage denim upcycling store just opened up a friend of mine it's called archive there is um another brand a friend of mine's brand is coming there they have like this little bread like a sourdough bread baking spot it's just things just popping up left yeah. right center i kind of want to take credit <laughs> cuz we were we were pitching to the landlord you know jay and i went to delhi and we were like we sat him down we like look we're going to make this place cool like give us a good deal <laughs> i was like you don't know what's going to happen here like you'll see on our launch what we're going to do and we did you know we had like 400 people camped out outside us on launch day overnight and and sure enough over the next one year the place has changed well, what were you guys doing at the launch that 400 people were camping out i decided to spend like our launch budget on giving away 50 things for like stupid prices my perspective was that people don't value their time and it's cheap to buy and it's bought a lot of people's time and that gave me much more of like digital impact in terms of marketing versus like an ad spend or a pr spend Okay. What did you give away just out of curiosity? Even off white Jordan for five grand. So ah. it's a so again like my my brand instinct built this model into being three price categories. It was okay. There are shoes, hoodies, and t-shirts. All shoes are five grand. All hoodies are three, and all t-shirts are nine nine nine. That otherwise fifty, sixty, eighty grand, two lakhs for shoes, twenty, thirty, forty grand for hoodies, and ten, fifteen, twenty grand for t-shirts. So it's like we give away shit for so cheap. It was like oh, I'll come line up. I don't mind spending an idea, but you should. You could make a lot more money if you spend that time trying to make money yeah. and buy the shoe, you know. But um, like people are emotional beings, and you know it seems easy. One kid came from out of town and spent forty hours outside the store. Forty hours, two nights. That is. It was that two nights. Did, did he get the shoe? I believe so. I don't think he got the main one, but he got something. There was one kid who was one after the last person in line. and it was his birthday and i felt bad so we got him something anyway but uh it was a hustle man to see people like that and it was peaceful surprise i was so scared cuz it's delhi it's chhatrapur you know i was terrified we got six bouncers i got a megaphone i'd go out and yell the rules i was like if you are so much so as mean to anybody i would kick you out i was like we don't owe anybody anything we would kick you out here but luckily you know it was buttery smooth i think our team absolutely killed it you know we had just got Adarsh on as head of ops. We just got Nitin on for marketing. Our OG team, you know, Himanshu, Vidansh, the boys, they were all around. Sebastian and um, man, these guys, they lucky, you know, to have have a team like that. Who cares? Like they yeah. were there, man. They didn't sleep, and I was dead. Okay, I had like I had a deviated septum. I had some polyps growth in my sinus, and I have horrible allergies. and this was at its all time worst okay so 3 months before this i was moving houses and this is the house i had left in the pandemic and come back to so moving out of this house the dust was so bad i never recovered only 3 months i was so bad i was so gone and in delhi that was when the pollution was at its worst i used to wear 3 masks to just survive in that city at that time and i was horribly done you open my backpack you see every i was basically a pharmacy like walking dogging pharmacy and nothing would help also so i didn't have an option but to go home and sleep for a few hours at night but the boys man they were there. So I can't do that, but really made it happen, and it was smooth, you know. Everybody was happy, even the people who didn't get anything. 
was a dream, dream come true. Uh, we we spoke about a couple of sneakers to get uh, Air Jordans because again, it's season time to buy a gift, stuff like that. Any new stuff coming up over the next few months that you have your eyes on? Oh man, you should do tech. <laughs> so bad with this, I have no idea. I think these Travis Scotts just released really a cool. I think some new Travis Scotts are releasing later. <laughs> it's it's an easy way to go, you know. There's Travis Scotts coming always. Uh, I don't know, man. Otherwise, it's just it's just not been a part of my job for the last like I think. Who does that within the team? Um, so we have procurement guys. Um, we have marketing dudes who know what's up. The dudes who run like our social, they have to know what's up, right? So they have a calendar. They know when something's releasing. They know when to list it, etc., etc. So it's it's taken care of. Karan Khatri who's basically yeah. my co-founder right now. The OG India hype beast. OG Indian hype beast, man. Uh, he allows me to like not have to do this, right? He runs that shit. He knows what's coming out. He does an unboxing on his channel. We put it into our vlog. It's it's a machinery that's just beautiful uh, from the content standpoint. From a supply chain standpoint, we're working on it. But um, yeah. Last pair of Jordans I bought were the Gore-Tex ones, which were that's great it. for Mumbai. Uh, winters she got the new Travis Scotts sir I'm not spending that much on uh, you're making uh, the money no 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 what up I've actually never bought anything in resale till now I think Uh, the fact that I'm here today means you have to and and I think the one (laughs) you should pull out your iPhone 14 Pro Max I think the one shoe that I would ever buy in resale would be the uh, Chateau Maison Jordans those were really nice the mids yeah those are beautiful cool we'll make it happen yeah Right now. Right now. Right now. We'll book yourself. But those Gore-Tex ones were nice. You can wear them in like waterproof Jordans. Yeah. So so when I got them and uh, again, I think Superkicks had them and this is a hack I've done quite a little, quite a few times instead instead of camping out, call it done so and uh, give the guy a little more money and he'll wait. You <coughs> have to camp out for Gore-Tex, no? No, there were, whatever, there, there was some, not a big camp out. You wait in line for you? Yeah, yeah. For I've done long? that several times. So he got the shoe to Soho and... Uh, For how long though? At about 20 minutes or so. Okay. Yeah. And you made them, what's the longest you made a Danzo guy wait? Half an hour. That's alright. Or let him get there early. If the store's opening at 9, just get there earlier. So you make sure he gets you it. You make sure you get it. Uh-huh. No, you could... Um, I mean, I'm wondering if you can make a guy like camp overnight. We can try it. I think most of them are raffle oriented now. Yeah. I don't see a lot of first come first. So I got this shoe and then... Uh, sorry, what's his name? Atul Khatri. No, no, what's your friend? What's your partner? Karan Khatri. Karan Khatri. Why am I saying Atul Khatri? Is it this part? He's a comedian. Yeah. Uh, So I got the shoe and I got the shoe delivered to So and Karan was there. And I walked him to him like a fanboy. I was like, see what I got. And then I think he was just being polite and showing enthusiasm, saying, yeah, dude, good job. (laughs) Because they're not hype shoes. Yeah, they're not hype shoes at all. Nobody's very nice like that. Yeah. I was quite happy with uh, with that pair. Uh, Light. Light Bordeaux is the Bordeaux is also nice shoe. Yeah. Oh, the light Bordeaux Cortex. You yeah, also yeah. get the Bordeaux Jordan ones? They were cool. No. I'd expect you to, man, being a wine enthusiast. Yeah, the one of my friends, uh, Joy, has uh, that pair. It's a very nice shoe. I've After I got the breads, I was like, okay, you know what? Right now, let's just take it a little easy. Uh, the last cool pair was the the OG one that they released, right? Chicago. Uh, the Chicago. You gotta get uh, those at least. Those, those are, are nice are to cool. get. Yeah, those, those are, are really cool, cool shoes. Those go back to the OG. 1985s. Colorway, yeah. 86, I think. Yeah, but th- those were nice. I didn't get those. Those are uh, the, the details on them. The scuffed box, the OG bill. How much are those in uh, resale? 45, 50. So 
something like that. We sold so many of those, like a hundred pairs. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, it was a really nice show. You should definitely get a pair of those. Great! I'm spending all my money at Main Street now. Hell yeah! Cool. No, but uh, that's a classic pair, right? You get one of those, and that's it. Yeah. So nothing else. Again, that shoe box detailing, right? And we can show this on the YouTube channel. Uh, really, 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 really cool stuff. That's the best seller, right? There. Yeah. So, so those are things that like the team needs to keep track of. Yeah. So then, you know, when that came out, and uh, we, you know, we played our cards, right? It was boom, so many, so excellent. Cool, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, man. Uh, let me know your IG and uh, the YouTube channel. Yeah, we're Main Street TV on YouTube. We're Main Street TV on Instagram. Marketplace by Main Street on Instagram. I'm at Vedulamba. Super. Thank you. Thank you, Anish. If you like this episode, do write to me on social media. My handle is Anish B on Twitter and Instagram. Tune in next Tuesday for yet another fun episode of Anish Thing on the IVM podcast app and all major podcast platforms.